Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to the Hate Speech Zone. Um, I think what we're going to try to do is cover five different uh, topics that are not so different because they're pretty connected. They kind of bleed over. They kind of Venn diagram overlap. And, um, you know, they're, I think they're really important. They're very timely. They're the things that... Uh, we've experienced in the country over the last few several years and um you know maybe if you hear about them but within this episode you'll be able to recognize them more uh there may be things that we knew about and kind of gave up on because it almost always seems like the news cycle and the you know the fake news cycle is providing um they're upstaging themselves uh, so what uh, we should probably start with is something that's eh, kind of an easy concept, but uh, uh, it's important, and it is the irreconcilable differences between our fake political parties and between us, uh, you know, the people, is fake. It's fake. Like a lot of so many other things, it's fake. Uh, it's like... It, Somehow the people in power right now, these Marxists, seem to feel that there's somebody grading them on their Hollywood capabilities. Um, almost like real human beings are actually judging them based on... Um, here, you hear, here's an easy way to put it. I get the feeling that what we're seeing now on TV, what we see in the media, news, all the fake stuff, and I'm calling it govern-media, govern-media, because it's all one big entity now. But I think what the people in power now who are answering to somebody else, I think what they're trying to do is make what's happening now make sense to people in 100 years. Like, there's going to be a free America in 100 years at this rate. But you know what I mean? So what they're trying to do, somebody opens a book, somebody, if they, an e-book, you open up and it just plays movies, whatever. They're trying to make, well, geez, they really had a lot, to, a lot on their plate, those Democrats, you know, 2016, 2022 and all that. Uh, democracy has been threatened so many times by so many people, uh, so many conservatives. Uh but nobody would have any, no, there won't be anybody there to challenge that. So here's something to think about with this fake irreconcilable differences. Um, think about the kind of violent riots and protests we've watched on TV that are not spontaneous, couldn't possibly be spontaneous because protesters like the ones we've watched sadly, horribly, now, those protesters don't go home and suddenly uh, have peaceful hearts. It, these riots are being orchestrated to make the next socialist move look natural and necessary. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they've been throwing out the hints, the clues, the things that are going to happen, and then suddenly they happen spontaneously. Um it, this is how they're doing all of this. And, you know, I think in light of, I think they realize they're doubling and tripling the speed that they wish to move. Like Obama moved slow, you know. I, it, you almost kind of missed the guy because he took eight years to slowly destroy things. Whereas uh, Joe Biden's uh, 
breaking shit like he's on crack right now. So um, they really, they lost those four years when Trump was in. And they got a, they got some of their stuff done. He got some of his stuff done. But they re, maybe they're trying to make up for lost time. So when these people who were doing the rioting get back to where the rubber there came from, whatever rock they crawled out from under, um, they would be bringing high levels of aggression back home and continuing to unleash it. Now, of course, in the urban population centers where most of them come from, the actors, the paid or volunteer, um, that kind of violence and aggression is always there. It's, it's just, you know, it's not by mistake. It's part of the, you know, planning process, I guess. Um, so those people have seemed to have deep convictions, but they're over deceptive uh, arguments. So the, the problem they were complaining about, protesting about, getting violent about, um, isn't cured like when they get home. So what we'd probably see, if, if this was like an organic type, uh, natural, spontaneous protest, peace, mostly peaceful protest with violence, we would probably see more of what is happening in the urban population centers. We would see the suburbs more similar to that. We would see more of that uh, violence spilling over. And I know we've had some recent widespread stuff um, good luck if you haven't heard about Chicago. You need to kind of dig dig around for that. But Chicago just is really trying to set some records with violence because um, it's a little harder to find in the news cycle. Um, so anyways, guess what about all of this stuff? The, you know, those people are criminals in their cities. They're criminals before they went to the riots and they're criminals afterwards. But my, here's, let's get back to the core of this. What the governed media is telling us, uh, if you were to use like movie titles, they're telling us right now because of conservatives, life in America is like Escape from New York. I'm really dating myself here. That, that was a good movie a long time ago. But reality, the things that we should be able to decide and see for ourselves because we see and hear everything, reality is telling us uh, living in America is still a little bit closer to driving Miss Daisy. Unless, again, you live in one of those endlessly violent Democrat cities. Um, and an interesting twist with a little bit of connection to these uh, paid protesters is that yeah, if you've caught the Dinesh D'Souza 2,000 mules, um, and, and again, very interesting, the 2,000 mules that delivered... 400,000 ballots, and it was, you know, the weeks before, the weeks leading up to the election, and they delivered those between 1 and 4 a.m., uh, mostly. Those people were also present and active in the BLM Antifa riots in 2020. So this was confirmed by an international uh, terror tracking group, I guess it's called ACLED, A-C-L-E-D. And these are the people Democrats represent. Nobody else, really. Fringe weirdos, whatever lunatics you might want to say, but like I say, with, with Democrats in 2022, they're proudly representing the bots, fringe weirdos, and 
people who'd stab you for the last bite of your hoagie. Yeah, not kind, not kind. But um, we were right all along, in other words, that you know people on social media lose their accounts and stuff. But we were right all along that those protesters are modern-day brown shirts. They are working for the government, and we'll get to the next topic, FBIC. They are all connected. Now they got the White House and pretty much Congress. And rhinos are so wimpy and run your your everyday garden variety. Uh, Republicans are so wimpy that they just they just get to do what they want. But the saddest page in this book on irreconcilable differences is when Joe Biden screams about an imaginary injustice. Um, I cringe because it's beyond pathetic now. So let's move on to. Uh, my big claim. This has been on my, this has been weighing heavily on my spirit lately, and I make the claim that the CIA and FBI, probably more likely FBI, following some of the tactics of the CIA, they are responsible for excess excess violence because the tools they possess and use during the normal course of their business, those tools are being abused to incite violence. Um, you know, as children, I, you know, we, were, we pictured agents, those agents, as men with badges and guns. Nowadays, and probably increasingly so, their weapon and shield is knowledge, information. And both of those agencies the FBI being the friendly friendly face we see and hear from, those agencies, or agency and bureau, know very well what instrumental, instrumental or proactive aggression are because the agents they have, the analysts, the people they have, went to school to learn and then they received, you know, uh, training to notice and quantify people's behaviors and stuff like that. So basically, they know, they can name things for you. Uh, they can name things that would trigger violence. But because they know and understand them doesn't mean they should be using them and unleashing them on the populace, on us. The FBI has made statements about the compositions, uh, the people and the sides in this war. It's a war. Let's just call what's going on. It's not politics anymore. It's war. The, but they've made statements about who is who and what is what that are easily proven lies. And I'd like to cover just the basic ones, and you've heard most of these from me before, and we're probably not done with some of them. Uh, but the first one was the entire Russia hoax. The whole thing, from top floor to bottom to the basement, a lie. Uh, the George Floyd nonsense um, and the white supremacy, uh, white supremacist, white nationalist being the biggest domestic terror threat. That's the biggie. That, in my mind, is the one that is criminal. Because that would, all these things together do one of two things as far as the 
criminality portion. I think somebody who's been harmed or lost a loved one because of these people, I wonder what their status would be. I wonder how uh, a case, how filing a lawsuit would work. Because proactive violence is a weapon much like Hitler would have used saying, if we don't stop these Jews, we're all going to, Germany's going to fall. And this, you know, it is using people, it is using a collective of people to do some violence, to, to acquire a benefit at some point. So, and then the reactive uh, violence would be um, you attack somebody who attacked your child who harms your child, deliberately harms your child. People, it's just, it's reactive, obviously. It's pretty clear-cut. But even that one, even reactive aggression has not been left alone. And George Floyd, the George Floyd BS, was basically Michael Brown, Ferguson, Missouri, 2.0, with a Hollywood flourish, and a Marxist happy ending. That was re, that was fake, mischanneled, deceptive, reactive aggression done right. That was how you do it to a, accomplish some sort of goal, which is bizarre because that makes it kind of like proactive, reactive. I don't know. So there's no logical reason, by the way, that at, with George Floyd and the COVID, the COVID period made us all not really think and there's no reason why during that period that the government allowing violence to rule the streets was justifiable punishment for us the people who really didn't do we didn't we weren't even there you know we weren't there so in a nutshell the senior members of the intelligence community you have been using and used their training and education and as well as the tricks they learned while processing terror plotters. Because um, I would estimate that a good part of the FBI's uh, tactics are learned on the fly once they get their hands on a plotter. Then they find out. It's like with any criminal. They find out how the criminals do what they did. But, but they're using this database as a tool to keep us from getting too close to deflect from everything. I mean, and, and it goes back to the Russia hoax. I, that is the big thing. My hunch, and I've been, I've been thinking this more lately, my hunch is that the senior people at the FBI who, who were engaged early on and consistently through the Russia hoax were promised, because you could see it in some of their texts and messages, interoffice memos, that they were talking about what they were going to do with their new prominent positions once Hillary won. I think they were brought in, gave, promised a deal, and then I really think that someone near Hillary let it out because it kind of closed the barn door. That was a one-way check valve, and there's no way that anybody could get cold feet. They had to keep keep moving along with it. Um, so anyways, uh, it's just absolute nonsense. It's horrible what the FBI has done in turning Americans against Americans. And, and we, uh, people have said that, uh, hey, this is horrible, or they're getting us to fight each other. And this is how they're doing it. It's, it's through using the 
basically these are biological, go way back and, uh, you know, earliest humans, reactive aggression, the, the, basically the two, basic two types of aggression, reactive and proactive or, or instrumental, where you're looking to receive something. Those skills the FBI and CIA have that they've been accruing and accumulating, those are being used against the citizenry. Uh, they've been weaponized. That's nonsense. And um, the white supremacy thing. Uh, I've covered this before. And um, just as a refresher, the lies in the white supremacy crap benefit the FBI in a couple of different ways. Less sensible Americans, people you you know talk to and you really try not to roll your eyes, but less sensible Americans connected with the assessment, with the rise on crimes, um, they, would, they will think that the white supremacy that they just heard about as being a big threat is yeah, it's probably to blame for the rise in on crimes, uh, on, like on Asian, on Jewish, on elder. Remember all that violence? Uh, but the rest of us look up stories and see and confirm who was actually perpetrating said crime. So it's kind of like a, a two-for-one deal for them to at least, apparently the the bureau thinks a wrong answer is preferable to avoiding the subject or the wrong answer is better than no answer or silence because then somebody else spe speaks up and fills that uh, that sound void. So and of course MSM, their buddies, the people who take the stories from people who craft them in the FBI, like Peter Strzok, people who will write them or take something that a journalist has written, edit it, and tell them, go ahead, you can print this, and they'll tell them when they can and can't print it. So the MSM, mainstream media, government media, will can, can pretend that the FBI director's assessment about white supremacy or whatever it might be, and violent assaults are connected. And again, the other benefit uh, that they might earn uh, is, is like in conjunction with January 6th commission. What they're trying to do with so many things is add enough uncertainty. Um, and the uncertainty in our minds, because we're rational people, we don't just fly off the handle with, and start writing, but the uncertainty makes people not act, to take action when they should uh, or could have. Before we had... Uh, food shortages and transitory hyperinflation and things like that. Well, anyways, law-abiding people have a much higher bar when it comes to taking on the federal government. We've had these criminal rioters and things like that taking on the American people instead on behalf of the federal government to make the federal government's insane actions look normal. You, you cannot say that we're the same. We can't say that about our our opponents because they're actors, paid or unpaid, but they enjoy terrorizing others. And I really think there are probably millions of Democrats who are disappointed because they're they're not they're being represented as well as we're being represented. You know, any kind of moderate people really. So uh, when the FBI, let's think about this in in how things start and how things flow. The FBI made false claims. Uh, socialists in Congress are quick to attach the white supremacy 
uh, as the threat to democracy, which must be attacked, right? This unprecedented attack on democracy, of course, is absolute bullshit. And it's their call to arms. And fortunately, we watched BLM and Antifa riot for nearly a year with many towns unguarded by the police because they were instructed to stand down and they, they, they had the decency to tell us we were on our own. I still think that was a setup because it was meant to draw out any of those groups of somewhat organized uh, white nationalists never happened. So if those groups existed, they would have met them and dealt with them out in the streets. So you can believe a narrative or you can believe what we lived through as a country. Um, you know, it's entirely up to you, but I think that was a an excellent test that we... Go ahead and try it again. Run something else again. Or, or you just listen to the liars at the FBI. Uh, and again, the Russia hoax uh, is a bit harder for people to digest because we've been stuffed to the gills with it. And I said a long time ago, and I really haven't changed my opinion on this, my feelings about this, but nobody really likes to think um, about tre treason or sedition being as easy to get away with as it was that they think that now it's impossible. You know, it's almost, it's just one of those impossibilities. So I'll refer to one of my initial observations. Um, something serious happened. Either Russia was a hoax, the Russia collusion was a hoax, or Trump did something and got away with it. Because there's, but there's still, there's no resolution that would satisfy either condition. Uh, there's no official document, also, that has any evidence of Trump conspiring with Russians. In fact, says they could provide no evidence of there was no uh, conspiring, there was no organization or coordination. But there's a mountain of evidence, and over the last few years, it's just gotten worse. There's a mountain of evidence regarding investigative misconduct, lawbreaking by the intelligence community. It's almost more fun, actually, to tell people Trump single-handedly outsmarted the entire FBI, which means there isn't a competent soul working at the Bureau. So, but that's just, you know, it's probably a bad joke. The bulk of the information about the Russia hoax is what makes it tough to take the treason seriously. And again, this is one of the tactics. It just throws so much spaghetti at the wall that the thousand-pound sticks, and nobody can make heads or tails out of anything. And we, the sensible people, have a higher threshold for what we'd say. Hey, this is, this is, in, this is information I can operate on. I can, I can internalize, and my actions will reflect that I believe this now, or I believe that. Other people hear one thing, hands up, don't shoot, and the next thing you know, they're burning cities down. Um, so the bulk of the information is what makes it take tough to take the treason seriously it's just there's nothing really good out there uh, I, I, there's not like there's a video or a pamphlet uh, maybe it's also could be the fact that these socialists are like communist leaders in other countries who will lock up or deplatform de people who don't say nice things about them uh, and you remember I, I'll say it again I think I said it about a year ago Remember that saying, if you aim at the king, you best not miss? That saying is now retired in um, probably the Bahamas or something, enjoying itself. 
it had a good run, but Democrats killed that because they aimed at the king and the people and are still going to work and cashing checks, paychecks. So let's see now. We covered the George Floyd nonsense being just like Mike Brown. And you know what? Here's here. It had to have chapped their asses after Michael Brown. They wanted to start this. It had to have chapped their asses. They could not do what they got away with with George Floyd because they had to wait until Obama out of office was out of office, right? Um, all of this stuff, the last few years, it's since 2020, has been brought to you in part by the Fauci virus lockdown. They could have done the same thing after Michael Brown. Uh, you know, they could have done it. But man, did it really go off great because of COVID and, and just more stuff to rub in, in the, the, their political opponents' faces. So it had to have really burned them that they had to wait until Barack was working for Netflix to, uh, you know, get out and shoot and kill, rape and burn. So that benefit was a massive distraction from creeping socialism and a failing Russia hoax because, well, you've got terrorists running around on the street. And that's, that's pretty important, you know, makes other things kind of pale in comparison. Um, the other message was, again, violence. Uh, aggression. You can act violent if you're on a certain side. You're on, you're, well, if you're mobilizing for us, you're being a jackboot brown shirts. Um, and the bail funds, that should have been like, you know, icing. The bail funds removed the last few fears from indecisive anarchy seekers. I'm telling you, that was the thing that brought them over and just swelled their ranks. Incarceration is a big fear, criminal record, legal fees, you know, long sentences, whatever. There are, these are the ways that the FBI harness uh, in the instrumental proactive aggression um, to coerce others into predetermined centralized actions. Uh, you know, with, like I said before, profit or some kind of benefit at the end. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be able to spot over time things like this when you hear some news or just some crap that makes zero sense. So um, maybe I'm able to do a little explainer here. Maybe I'll do a little funny fun story about the difference uh, between proactive and reactive aggressions. Both, can both could actually cover the same action. Reactive aggression would be breaking into your neighbor's home and shooting him because he attacked your child. Okay. Proactive aggression would be the FBI telling you white nationalists are going to attack your democracy, so you break in and shoot your white neighbor, even though you're probably white too, but at least you recognize your whiteness better than that other whiteness person. Um, and your virtue signaling is rewarded with a book deal. So there's always that. Uh, and I know it sounds like a stretch, but when tif different tactics produce the same end result, it's kind of hard to ignore it. The difference is that every, every, pretty much everybody knows that Putin calls some of the shots in Russia. Um, whereas, but most of us Kennys over here 
have no idea who's in charge in America. Who's pulling the strings? Sure as hell isn't Biden. They can barely get out two sentences, right? Um, Putin used a variety of chemical or radiological agents, um, unfortunate accidents to kill rivals. And the useful ones are still serving him uh, as they beat them in prison. Now, our Marxist regime uses the media to get hired hands to do the same thing in America. And again, thanks to the Strzok page text, we know the FBI has the final say on media, on the governed media. So there's nothing organic about the news. There's nothing organic about what we see going on around us and the way society is portrayed every day. It doesn't match decades of data. It just doesn't. So this little piece here that I'm going on about would be like how America's like Russia, just, you know, sneakier and maybe slightly better to live in for now. Um, but the other un- the other weird, like, unmentioned item is uh, something I haven't brought up in a while. Conservatives, if you think about this, think about this now, because conservatives are like several industries and many of our institutions that really haven't changed much. I suppose moderates really haven't changed much. They haven't changed much, but when the rioting started, all three became overnight targets. Uh, America would be less like Russia if the FBI and CIA stopped using control tactics via the government media lies. And it's willful because, like I said, these standard psych tools to manipulate uh, and control uh, are used to acquire or engage both types of aggression that we were just talking about a few minutes ago. So I, 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 that when that hits you, it's almost like an epiphany that what we've gone through, um, they're trying to draw good people off sides and they don't need very, need very much nudging for their jackboots to go out and terrorize. So there's that. That's the difference between their team and ours. So I thought maybe I'd recap, and it's not really just to, to cement the material, because I'd like to introduce a solution as well. Harkening back to common sense, of course, that's where all this has to start, but that's only part of it. And the important thing is to realize what makes us act and what makes us fail or choose to not act. Decent, civilized people act on reliable information the abundance of conflicting stories has made it really hard for anybody to say, hey, this government is destroying the country with 100% certainty. But everybody's thinking it. Everybody's thinking it. I mean, it's like pretty unavoidable. And hopefully this week I can get to a couple of segments on the, the well, how bad the Green New Deal is going to go because they're definitely going to push that one. They're going to drag that carcass across the finish line. But now, thanks to the double and perhaps at the time it may be tripled cost of energy um, due to their own people having started speculating in those uh, alternative energy, raw materials, markets and such and for speculative purposes, they've got people lying in wait to make this as painful as possible. And they will control every last little bit of that and there's just so much, uh, let's just say, 
reality that's un- going to be unfavorable to them because this, none of this line, <laughs> it's just stupid. It's stupid. And that's what I went to school for. So in case, you know, if you've forgotten, that's my sustainability thing. So, um, unfortunately, uh, our enemies just act when paid or invited. Imagine having an army of people that I have to just say, you want a chance to go hurt people. And they're like, hell yeah. Imagine. That's, that's the difference. Uh, and the reason why the riots, I really think this is the case. The reason why the riots have been numerous and massive was to push the needle in our mind from this is nothing new to conservatives and their friends are attacking democracy because riots are typically what? Unruly jackasses. So these riots had to be special. And the media, had, the government media had to keep reminding us, oh, this isn't just any any, you know, dime store riot or protest, peaceful protest. This isn't any dime store riot. This is justified. It's so justified because, and then they go into the history of this or the legacy of that that's held people down. Bullshit. So this is unprecedented, that kind of stuff. It's just another garbage distraction. You know, humans are social creatures, even if we don't socialize much. I'm not a great socializer. Um, but we try to keep up with, even if we kind of watch life, watch life circles from the outside, we try to keep up with norms and acceptable behaviors. Some folks are willing and are accepting, uh, they're willing to believe that this is the new normal. Others do what is expedient in the moment, uh, and what's really sad about all of this is that uh, many, a lot of these actors, the, the work, the effect, is that they've put a chasm um, between the ever-important truth uh, and, and they've moved justice out of reach. So that's why I keep saying uh, make every day, each and every day, January 6th, because that one... Yeah, that one was 2,000 mules. That one was people paying attention. So keep paying attention and keep taking notes. Take care, everybody. God bless.